have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> um, hey guys, welcome back to the Kindergeist podcast. I'm your host, Sakia, and I'm with my auntie, who is my also my co-host, Santhi. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about Twilight. Um, I'm very much obsessed with this movie. I like watch it every night. Can you tell me like what made you fall in love with Twilight? Like the whole, like how you came to it, how you fell in love? I actually first liked the Vampire Diaries um, before any like vampire show. Cause that's like the only show that I've ever watched that had to deal with vampires. And when Twilight came out, I was, it was like more of how I liked to feel in a way. I like the scenery. I like how it was located in Forks, Washington. I like how it was gloomy all the time. Um, I like all the drama in it and how like everything was placed and all the characters interacted with the movie in the movie. But I feel like it's way better than The Vampire Diaries, in my opinion. Yeah, because I remember when this came out, it didn't really strike me as much as like my peers did. It was huge, obviously, at the time. Um, I only watched the first one. But since we were going to record this episode, I decided to watch all five of them. And obviously it's geared towards teenagers and has a lot of cool coming of age, like things they deal with in a very accessible manner to the horror genre. That's not too traumatizing for younger audiences. I was asking before if it was a good gateway horror and I watching all five, I definitely see how it can be. Yeah, I think it's more. Um, well, I feel like the last movie, which is Breaking Dawn Part 2, there's more suspense because, well, I don't know if I should spoil it, but... <laughs> it's been out for a while. Yeah. We can spoil it. Well, there's like a fight at the end. You can feel scared in a way. Like, what if your favorite character dies or something? So I can see how it kind of relates to horror in a way. Yeah. Well, I feel like even the whole thing, I mean, it's about vampires versus werewolves. But I was surprised by um, Breaking Dawn Part 1, which is centered around her pregnancy. Um, there was a lot of like terrifying body horror stuff in that one. And then like you mentioned, Part 2, it seemed like the most uh, violent out of all of them, which was really cool because I didn't expect that. Um, so it could open up our younger audiences to vampires and then maybe they want to see more vampires or maybe something a little more. Like if you're watching this as a thir the first one when it came out as a 13 year old and then you're growing up with each movie release. So the themes get a little more uh, mature. Yeah. Twilight has been around for a really long time, like you said. But like now that's on Netflix, a lot of people are can like access the movies in a way. And I also think that this these movies really created a sense of style. The early 2000s, if you've seen like Bella's closet or her style and Alice's style it really impacted a lot of people and how they wanted to dress as well the way that their style also revolved around the movie really changed a lot of people's perspective and fashion yeah as far as like because I remember you were digging through my mom's closet <laughs> this weekend and it had like Bella's button shirts that are selling for like 80 bucks on Poshmark right now. I'm like, really? Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's easier to find any hand-me-downs or go thrifting to find any Bella's clothes or Alice's clothes. Yeah. 
How do you feel about like a lot of people at the time were making fun of Edward for shining in the sun, like he's sparkly, especially because he says something like, I'm a monster, Bella. And then he sparkles and he's yeah. like, this is the fabulous skin of a monster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's literally sparkling like diamonds. I mean, I like the diamonds and the glittering when the sun, cause it's like cool, but I thought it was going to be like scarier, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, speaking of Edward, you have like, you're obsessed with Robert Pattinson. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, after I've watched Twilight, I was like, oh my gosh, like he's a good actor in general. Robert was in this one interview for the Twilight and he said that he was going to get fired maybe because um, he was taking everything too seriously and he was like controlling with the set and how he wanted his character act to act. He also mentioned that he didn't really like Twilight. He thought it was like weird and how everything was, which I mean, like, uh, there was some uh, classic uh, cringy moments, especially in uh, New Moon, the second one, um, where <laughs> you could tell it was trying to appeal to like young girls. Like um, when she, when Bella hits her head and she's like, oh, and then he just oh, takes wow. off his shirt all dramatically yeah. to show off his abs. We're also talking about Jacob, by the way. He takes off his shirt and like fixes her head and she says, sorry about the blood. And then and then she says, oh, you're kind of beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? I hate when um, Jacob had his wig on because it didn't really suit mm. him at all. They should have given him layers or. Yeah, exactly. It was like so weird. Also, wait, I'm just going to make this clear for everyone. If you guys don't know all the movies and what they're called. So like, um, so the first movie is Twilight, obviously. And then the second movie is New Moon. And the third movie is Eclipse. And then Breaking Dawn Part 1 is the fourth one. And then um, Breaking Dawn Part 2 is the last movie in the Twilight Saga. So I feel like five movies is good enough. But I wish that they made a sixth movie to make it even. Well, maybe they'll make one in the future. Because they did have, um, Stephanie Meyer wrote, is it Midnight Sun? Yeah. That was supposed to be from Edward's perspective of the story. Yeah. That could actually be really interesting. But I know that Robert won't like... Oh, he will. Yeah, that's the thing. It won't be the same actors. Yeah. Which sucks because eh, it's whatever. Like since we're on the topic of New Moon. I don't know. How did you feel about that storyline? It's focused a lot around Bella being depressed that she had to separate from Edward. I feel, I feel like I don't really like Jacob, so I don't really like the New Moon movie because she was like half of the time she was with Jacob. Mm. So it was kind of, but I kind of like the last part. Edward Cullen asked to marry her if they wanted to get married. And then she said no, though. Mm -hmm. And it made it seem like in the next movie, oh, they're not going to get married or they're going to separate and Bella's going to be with Jacob, mm -hmm. you know. But in Eclipse, that's not the case. So... Yeah, Eclipse was my favorite one out of all of them. It felt like um, there was a lot more thrilling aspects and they started introducing more of like the the horror. Um, even though when they, the vampires are killed, there's not any blood at all, which is understandable because it's not supposed to be too intense for young eyes. Um, but I thought it was, it was starting to, yeah, develop itself a little more. Eclipse is not my favorite movie, but it's not that bad. I just feel like, I don't know. I just never really liked it. Since my aunt said that her favorite movie was Eclipse, I feel like personally my favorite movie was Twilight, the first one. There's like a lot of suspense a bit like in 
And then I like the prom scene. During prom, I, I like the song that they had because like that's my favorite song. So, yeah. Yeah. What are your expectations of prom? Because um, I feel like in movies, they always make it look so much cooler and more expensive than actually schools can afford to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm curious, like how you think, are you looking forward to it? Are you not into it? I never really wanted to go to prom in the first place. I never found it interesting because it's like dancing people, you know, and because I don't really like being in dresses and I don't really like, especially in Disney movies, they make prom feel more extravagant than it really is, even though I've never been to prom before. But I'm just like saying. Yeah, at least that's from my experience. Um, it's never that glossy or fun. But then again, like my high school experience was not the best. I have a big question for you, actually. Uh, do you want to go first? Or? Oh, you can go. Um, so are you team Edward or team Jacob? Uh, team Edward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yay. Okay. What's your reasons for this? I, I tend to gravitate towards like those kind of like characters that are kind of like mysterious, but also like Jacob, he seems a little younger, which makes sense because he's how old in the story? He's a teenager. Um, and Edward is technically 170 years old. Well, this year he's actually 120, but. Oh, you're counting <laughs> to the real life. <laughs> but in the stories, he's a hun he starts 109. He starts 108 years old. Oh, 108. Then, yeah. um, what I like about him a lot is that he has to learn how to control himself when he first meets Bella because it's like love at first sight for him. Um, so it's cool of the parallel of him fighting against his nature um, to keep her alive and for love. Jacob seems more immature, which is fine because he's supposed to be different from Edward. Yeah. Personally, I think like what you said, I feel like Jacob was a pedophile, but I feel like... Oh gosh, we should unpack that. <laughs> so let's explain what I like. So people aren't like, wait, what? Pedophile? <laughs> um. So when Bella gave birth in the last movie, was it the last movie? No, the second, the Breaking Dawn part one, Jacob imprinted on Renesmee, which is Bella's daughter, right when she came out of the womb. So... If you guys don't know what imprinted means, it's like a werewolf thing where they feel like gravity is not pulling you down, but it's that one person and like you have, you feel very protective of them. Jacob is very controlling because he was like, well, it, you won't be, you will, you won't have to become a vampire when you're with me or just be with me. And then the way that he forced her to kiss him, like they, like he kissed her and then she, he, she was like forced into doing that. And then she punched him and then her arm got broke, like got sprained and stuff. And like a lot of things happen just because of him, because he's so immature in a way. But I think that's why the two characters complement each other. Yeah. Like, because Jacob is a good example of what it's like to fall in love when you're young and you, you kind of feel like, oh, I love them so much. They should be with me is a very like feeling that you get when you're younger and you kind of don't understand that love means accepting who they are and what they want, especially. So that's the good thing about Jacob's characterization. It's a very... It's like true. a learning experience. Yeah, he represents like an immature way of loving. I'm very curious if since Renesmee and um, Jacob had an imprint on each other, what if, like, what would their baby come out 
it's like vampire slash werewolf slash human. I feel like that would like be really interesting if they made a movie about that because like their life adventure in a way. Yeah, like with um, going back to Breaking Dawn part one, I I feel like that's the one where I liked Bella's character. I started to like Bella's character more because in the in the previous one, she's pretty passive like for the most part. And I felt like Breaking Dawn, she was kind of like taking more, uh, standing her ground more, especially when she got pregnant and everyone was like making decisions for her, like yeah. keep it, don't keep it because it's going to kill you. And she was saying, um, well, it's my body. Like, let me decide for myself, yeah. you know? Um, so that's something that's really relatable for, for people in that situation. Cause even when I don't know if I told you this before, but when like I had my like ovary taken out, like every, there was a couple of people in the family that were like, oh, you should freeze your eggs or, you know, blah, blah, you should do this. And I'm like, well, I don't want kids. So why would I put myself through all that money and effort? Um, I should decide what I want to decide. And so that part was kind of like relatable for me. Like women's bodies are always wanting to be controlled by other people and especially in that situation it has to do with a lot of what's going on now and i i also like how i also like breaking down one every decision she made was good for her benefit and good for everyone else even though they never really realized that yeah okay so what's your least favorite movie in the whole saga if i had to rank them eclipse is my number one breaking dawn part two is my second breaking dawn one is my third Twilight, and then New Moon. Mm, okay. Uh, for me, I feel Twilight. Um, and then Breaking Dawn Part 1. And then um, New Moon. And then Part 2. And then Eclipse, the last one. Nice. I didn't realize until recently that Stephanie Meyer was Mormon. Because I remember when we were watching it and Edward says, oh, I don't want to sleep with you until we're married. And I was I was thinking that's a very conservative, religious kind of uh, ideal. And then I said, oh, it makes sense. I don't think she specifically intended to make a Mormon friendly movie. Um, but since she is Mormon, it's more of a case probably that that's who she is as a person. And that came out in her writing. Yeah. I think for me personally, I think that I would do what Edward did about the marriage stuff. But um, I feel like also what I remembered that uh, Edward said that if they got married first, they she he would turn her um, personally like into a vampire. Yeah, into a vampire. Um, and I know that he said that it's hard to control himself. So I feel like maybe that's why they wanted to do it after they got married. Oh, like control, like so he wouldn't hurt her. Yeah, because she would be still human. Mm. Oh, yeah, they, she did get bruised yeah. when they finally did decide. Um. So, yeah. Okay, so personally, what do you think the age group should be for this, these, this, the Twilight Saga? Um... Your age, I feel like the target demographic for Twilight is your age. 11 years old, 12 years old, 13. Um, what do you think? Personally, I think uh, 12. Like how, I, it just depends on how mature they are, to be honest. Um, 
Yeah, because you said that you feel like uh, vampires should be real. No, I think they are. I searched it up. If I was researching about vampires, if they're real, they said it's more more common in the um, Asia area or like mm. like where in Asia? like in Africa. Yeah, I don't I forgot. I think it was Mongolia. Really? Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and like the mountains area. I don't know. It's like because like what you said. I don't know if you said, but you said that people since people really want to be vampires, they drink. Or eat humans. Yeah. So I watched this documentary. um, I think, I think, I believe it was on Dark, Dark Tours, but it's a documentary series by David Ferrier, who's a, like a journalist and uh, it's a great series, but he does this episode where he travels to this group of people who claim they're vampires and they just schedule like eating sessions where like someone who is okay with having their blood like sucked out a bit, like a cut on the back and they suck on it or whatever. Um, then they just do it like that. Disgusting. It's, it's might be a little bit dangerous, but it's a very interesting episode. Yikes. Ew. Isn't it like metally? Like, yeah, you've, you know, when you've ever had a cut, have you ever yeah. tasted it? Yeah. It's like very metallic tasting. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Um, okay. Maybe if I'm a vampire and I'm thirsty for blood, I would probably do that. But not like when I'm human. Well, I guess um, who would you recommend this to as far as like people's taste? People who like teen drama. No, well, it's not really dramatic. I mean, drama, but it is dramatic. It's like kind of like some parts are cringy, but that's what like makes it funny. Like the whole movie, you know, movies. But I feel like people who like supernatural creatures who like suspense but not too much suspense um people who like teenagers and like love in a way you know i just uh totally forgot like i was so surprised i forgot that michael sheen was in this um the guy the lead of the volturi oh. i feel like he's so underrated in this movie he's really good he's good yeah he's good so i really enjoyed like the concept of the volturi um that would be a cool spin-off series i like the whole collins family they had that was another uh, cool theme about the show is like how it's like emphasizes the importance and loyalty to your family yeah even though you guys are not blood yeah and even with the werewolves they were very serious about being loyal to their community exactly so i think it's pretty cool all right well i guess we can wrap it up now okay so today's quote of the night is When life offers you a dream so far beyond any of your expectations, it's not your, it's not reasonable to grieve when it comes to an end. Um, and Stephanie Meyer Meyer said this from Twilight. Um, I think that once you, for example, if you reach your expectation, like, for example, if you become a director, like what you, I don't know. That's just, it's like life. Once you do something fun, you just like, you need to thank yourself and be like, wow, I did that. And not be sad that it's over, but more that you lived through it. You know, what about you? Do I ask you? Yeah, I'm just going to ask you. (laughs) No, that's exactly what I thought too when I read it. It's like a lot of us have dreams, but sometimes something comes into your life that you never anticipated and it's even better than anything you would have imagined. And then it can be taken away just like that. And then 
you can either be depressed or be grateful that it happened at all because you never imagined it could. Um, so yeah, it's more like moving on and using that towards your life in the positive way and not just dwelling on being hurt. Right. Yeah. I, I can agree in that. Um, anyways, so we're going to wrap up today's episode, like what she said. So thank you guys so much for listening to, to, to today's podcast about Twilight. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, please subscribe to this, uh, our episode thing. Um, and please add us on Instagram, Twitter, and search up Kindergeist Podcast. You'll be able to see it. I believe it'll be the first account to pop up. And remember, you are loved, you are bad, and remember to always live on the fright side.